You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm also the CEO and founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors, a PR firm that specializes in music innovation and music tech. And this one's going to be fun, folks. We've got the founder and CEO of Proto, David Nussbaum, with us. How you doing, David? Pleasure to be on your show. I'm doing great. Awesome. So let's just dive right in, David. What is Proto? Proto is a technology that allows anybody to beam anywhere in the world in real time with the supernatural ability to hear, see, and completely interact with their global audience in real time. It's like where Zoom leaves off and physically being there begins. And as a uh, as a fan of pop culture and television and film growing up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I was promised holograms. And yes. I was promised holoportation, and it wasn't happening fast enough for me, so I figured I'd just do it myself. Uh, that's crazy. I, I have to admit, I also grew up with Star Wars, and uh, th- that little idea of beaming somebody right in front of you has really captured uh, a lot of people's imaginations. In fact, when artists were... Um, starting to, we were starting to see even posthumously uh, artists performing on stage as holograms. I was like, you know what's really going to make this work? When I can put it on my dining room table and I can watch a show with my friends, they have to come to my house to watch a show. Well, the future of connection, travel replacement, entertainment, information, education will be one form or another of hologram or some other digital presentation. But we're getting to a point now and we're watching technology evolve so quickly. Uh, it is like you got to you gotta just jump in if you want to uh, make any kind of a connection with an audience. Yeah. So you mentioned that there's these kind of cultural influences where you felt like you were promised the opportunity for this hologram experience, this teleportation. But where did this idea come from? When did, when did you start with this? For about a decade, I've been doing hologram entertainment. So I was running another hologram company uh, that were were pretty famous for bringing dead people back. So I was the guy that was digitally resurrecting all of the late legends to posthumously perform on stages around the world. But my my background prior to bringing back dead musicians, my background (laughs) was in Uh, It was in broadcasting. I have a huge passion for broadcasting. I thought one day I was going to be the guy on the radio, uh, you know, talking up all the records, maybe even calling the play-by-play for the New York Mets, uh, or even working on the Howard Stern Show. So I took my love and passion for broadcasting and my experience and knowledge and know-how of holograms, and I thought I'd combine them. So instead of digitally resurrecting the dead, I focused on connecting the living. And that's where Proto was born. Awesome. So you described it generally, but like, what what is the actual experience? How is this? Uh, how is being in the room with Proto different from just doing a Zoom call? Can you tell us just a little bit more about what that experience looks like, feels like, how it works, etc.? Yeah, we're a hardware, software, uh, production, and technology company. The hardware side is a device that stands about seven feet tall, four and a half feet wide, just a couple feet deep. It's a nice, it's like a thin telephone booth. It's a hologram (laughs) telephone booth. So if you can imagine what that might look like. And uh, no matter where these devices are in the world, 
you could beam into them from wherever you are in the world. You could beam into multiple locations simultaneously. Uh, and these devices are hooked up through our own cloud uh, proprietary, uh, you know, hollow presence network. So uh, it is, it's a real-time communication device. And then, of course, the software and the technology backbone to it is very proprietary to Proto uh, so that anybody can beam either from a 4K camera or an iPhone can beam anywhere in the world in real time. Gotcha. So if I'm on the so-called receiving end, I'm looking at this telephone booth-sized box, and I'm seeing a hologram of somebody inside that box. It's an empty display cabinet, museum quality, filled with light, and you would swear on everything that there's a guy in the box. But really, it's empty. It is a uh, proto-production effect that a lot of people call a hologram. Okay. So how does the person that's being hologrammed the, the, that I'm seeing in this box, how do they see and hear me? Well, one of the best parts about running a hologram entertainment company was learning what not to do uh, for the next version of the technology. So the old company used to, I would have projectors over here and LEDs over there and mirrors over here. And then I'd have to, I mean, there were so many pieces. Uh, learned from that, made it very user-friendly and self-contained. So the person who's being beamed in has onboard uh, audience-facing interactive electronics like microphones and speakers and cameras embedded in the device facing forward so that when I'm being beamed in and you can see me like I'm really there, I'm seeing you on a return feed monitor uh, so I can see each person in each location in 4K uh, uh, on big giant display monitors uh, before me. And so just to, to flip that question, the person that's being captured and getting beamed, what's, what's happening on that end to, to, uh, to capture? And then what's, what's creating the hologram itself? We have some production techniques that when you are captured in, so we have a studio kit. So essentially the current format of the studio kit is you're standing on a solid colored background. I tend to use white a lot, but other people like to do some other you know, strategic colors, some colors that create an emotional or physical connection mm -hmm. with their audience. Uh, a single camera in a locked off position, a microphone and a, uh, a light source. That studio kit is then hooked up to our patented living, you know, live beaming uh, a technology. So we have our own Zoom like network, mm -hmm. uh, which sends a uh, and receives full size, human size, uh, 4K volumetric resolution uh, captured content. And it sends it through our network with almost no latency at all and uh, for real time uh, you know, communication level projection. So you stand there, you look into the camera, you're making eye contact with your audience. And essentially, you've got yourself a nice travel replacement for all of your entertainment and business meetings. And it's a single camera. Single camera. So Amazing. long, long ago, we needed full rooms of 360 degree cameras and green screen and very expensive and lots of lots of power generated and required and huge amounts of bandwidth needed uh, to send and receive files. Those days are gone. 
Nice. And then on the on the receiving end, can you talk a little bit about the technology that creates the hologram? I don't want the patented answer or anything like that, but just just to give us a sense of of since this is an audio podcast, a right. sense of sort of like what's creating that hologram. What makes the hologram look like it's there? The cabinet mm-hmm. itself, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, it's like a a thin telephone booth. So it's only a couple of feet deep. The front panel is made of glass and some transparent LED material. There's some custom uh, hardware built into it. Uh, so it is clear. You can actually see the inside of the cabinet, which has a light uh, display uh, interior, uh, over 30,000 lumens of light are hitting the person or thing being projected inside from every angle. So you've got evenly distributed light over te- like 30,000 lumens of light and the, uh, the captured content, when it hits the hardware through our proprietary software network, uh, the combination of the, 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 the creative, the content, when it hits the hardware, uh, it creates the effect of a solid person or object materializing inside of the device. It's a very clever design, and to, and the the device itself is very versatile. So you could use it for people. Uh, you could use it for. I uh, know we're going to talk about music today, but it's being used by CEOs uh, in the enterprise and retail and commercial sector. Also being used by art galleries like Christie's to beam tens of millions of dollars worth of artwork around the world. So it, 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 it's NFTs. I mean, there's really, it's an, mm-hmm. it's a blank canvas of, uh, of hologram projection. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds like I got to see it. I got to see it to really understand what, what you know, how, how real it looks and, and so forth. Kind of, kind of funny to be doing an audio podcast it's, about holograms. It is. But, it's, I, yeah. I'm trying really hard to create some, <laughs> some color commentary here. Usually I have the device over my shoulder and I'm just doing play by play, but now I have to, you know, here I am. I was talking about wanting to be a radio guy and I'm, yeah. I'm struggling to, to maybe cre- create this atmosphere, but it's a, uh, it is a it's a gorgeous device. It would it would be something that you would expect to see if you were walking into a movie theater lobby. The actor playing the character, kind of welcoming you into the the theater. I mean, it's a it it looks like a person with a frame around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, let's let's get some color through emotion. You can describe what are some compelling moments you've seen with it. We'll be right back. Does your company belong at the center of the conversation about music, tech, and innovation? Listen, you should consider sponsoring the Music Tectonics Conference. It takes place in person October 25th through the 27th, 2022, in the Music Tech Hub of Los Angeles. Top-tier sponsorships are selling fast, but we still have a spot for you, whether your business is a hungry startup or an industry leader already. Every sponsorship level comes with an exhibitor booth at the Lowe's Santa Monica Beach Hotel on October 26th, the main conference hub for keynotes and panels. Your company will be at this epicenter of music, tech, and innovation throughout the event. That's just one perk of being a sponsor at Music Tectonics. You could be a guest on this podcast or even play a role in conference programming. Interested? Let's talk. Go to musictectonics.com to start the conversation with our contact form. And now, back to the show. 
All right, we're back here. And like I said, David, I wanted to ask you if you could describe some of the most compelling moments you've witnessed when people are using Proto to communicate or present. What comes to mind? There are so many ways we've been using it in the medical space and in the uh, educational space. But uh, for the purposes of of this podcast, um, I'm going to go straight to some amazing entertainment moments. Uh, uh, We have our our newest investor and advisor, Sean Combs, otherwise known as Diddy. Uh, He has beamed from his homes once the first time we beamed him from his home in Miami to sing happy birthday to his son who had, he was celebrating his 21st birthday party in Los Angeles in real time beamed him from Miami to Malibu. Uh, and he had a connection with not just his son, but to the several hundred uh, of the party goers. He sang happy birthday. The audience started to react. They started to comment on it. They didn't realize that he was, they, they thought he was a pre-recorded message, he said, whoa, 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 wait a second. I can hear you. I can see you. The crowd went bananas. And <laughs> for the remainder of the night, people were having the most uh, in, in, you know, engaging, emotional and physical conversations with this icon who they never would have gotten a chance to have these talks with otherwise. And then just about a, a week or two ago on Cinco de Mayo, uh, we beamed Diddy from Los Angeles this time into three cities. He beamed... It was, he was a three-city ditty, and he beamed into uh, Washington, D.C., Houston, and Las Vegas at, to promote his De Leon tequila brand on Cinco de Mayo. But more than that, he was really connecting with fans in a way that no other artist or spokesperson could have ever done if not for holograms or proto. Uh, we've done probably 20 or 30 really incredible musical moments from beaming – um, Diddy to a Kane Brown. One of the first musical things that we did at Proto, Kane Brown, it was the beginning of the pandemic. Nobody knew what was going on. Kane Brown was in Nashville, needed to perform in Los Angeles. What do you do? You call us. Sway Lee and Khalid were waiting for him in Los Angeles. We beamed his hologram in and the three of them all performed together uh, on the iHeart Music Festival. It was incredible. And Billboard Music called it one of the top moments of, of the iHeart Music Festival that uh, for that day. And then recently, uh, keeping in tune with live musical performances, Walker Hayes uh, performed Fancy Like, one of his hit songs, while in Nashville. I've got a lot of Nashville connections here. While in Nashville, he was performing at, Napa, at the Napa Festival called uh, Live at the Vineyard, Gone Country. And he performed in front of a room. I mean, there was probably about a thousand people in the room. Didn't matter that he was a hologram. They were all up on their feet singing along. I mean, it's easily one of the most fun songs to sing along to. And it was a wonderful moment. So you could talk about any of those moments and then some. Uh, I, I, I could continue. I don't want to waste well, uh, it's, time just it, going from artist gonna, to artist to artist, but with so many to choose from. I mean, the way you describe it makes it sound like people really do feel like the person is there. There's a sense of presence that is not the same on a flat screen. Um, And also maybe there's this other hidden surprise, mysterious element where you're like, wait, how is this happening? How is this working? They like to, people like to look at the device and try to figure it out. 
Hmm. Uh, That's and what I was trying to do. It's it's really an incredible device. Before I started Proto, I was we were talking about earlier bringing digitally resurrecting artists. So it was fun. It's a completely different thing. Beaming a living person who can interact live with an audience. There's nothing like it. But it's also kind of fun when you bring back a dead musician. Uh, like when I digitally resurrected an artist named Jenny Rivera, we, she performed four years after she passed away at the day, the dead festival at the Hollywood forever cemetery. That was pre proto. I was using the peppers ghost patents that were made famous when Tupac rose from the stage at Coachella in 2012. So bringing back artists like Whitney Houston and putting her on the season finale of the voice to sing opposite a very alive Christina Aguilera or beaming in Hunter uh, Hayes or, uh, or Florida Georgia line onto Jimmy Kimmel live using, uh, you know, the, the older hologram technology or what we're doing right now, a more engaging, uh, more lifelike, uh, 4K volumetric resolution versions of people. It really is an amazing, engaging, and interactive experience. You mentioned one in which there was a room of a thousand people. So you can have a pretty big room that still gets that experience as if they're seeing somebody on stage. Absolutely, because the person is scale. So if you're six feet tall, you appear six feet tall. So there's no difference. Uh, and unlike the old Pepper's Ghost patents and the scrims, uh, that require the projection to be closer to the back of the stage where a front man would never, ever perform. Uh, you can roll our devices right up to the front of the stage and it looks like there he or she is really there. And in some cases, uh, if you don't want it to look like there is a device on stage or a box, we ha- are very, uh, because of our background in entertainment, we're very skilled at building set pieces that mask the, the box. So it could look like a window into a rocket ship or part of a building or some other kind of a Hollywood set. Uh, you can also network the devices together. So if you wanted to beam an entire band onto stage or into multiple locations, you could put five, eight, ten of these devices in there and everybody kind of gets their own projection pod. It's pretty wild. So is this the, the kind of stuff you've been describing? Is this, is this the main use case for, for music, how Proto would be used for music? For music, it could be used live. Uh, I've described several live uh, uh, ways it's it regularly gets used. I can see this being used in the uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as Hollow Fame, Hollow H O L. So I think there's a way to maybe hologram jukeboxes. We have something, a friend of mine named Billy Morrison, who came up with the cult and he plays with Ozzy Osbourne and he, he plays a guitar for Billy Idol and Dave Navarro. He, I met him on my old podcast, by the way. I, I'm uh, podcasting in holograms. Oh, 100% of everybody I know right now came through podcasting and holograms. Nice. And it's kind of funny. I used to say, hey, do you want to be on my podcast to meet people? Now I say, hey, do you want to be a hologram? It's kind of a... Uh, it's kind of that's my kind thing. of a that's kind yeah. of a, a, a next level <laughs> thing to say, really. It's it's a it's a less weird way of saying, hey, I just want to hang out with a complete stranger that I admire. <laughs> so what I have done with Billy and some others is I've created hologram jukeboxes of them. You could walk up to a proto. You could you can you can ask for a specific song. We have the ability to swipe. You have you it's touchscreen. There's oh, wow. also gesture control uh, application. So you're like. It's like a hologram jukebox. You could you could watch it. your favorite performers play pre-recorded content 
and it is a really wonderful way to you know spend spend uh, an evening. I can envision a proto partnership with Cameo where you get to buy a VIP experience with a hologram. Absolutely. Experience. Yeah. Uh, I think that may one day happen if it's not with Cameo. It's, you know, we, we certainly have done interactive moments uh, with celebrities and other entertainers with their fans in a Cameo like way. And yeah. Uh, you know, I've also noticed a lot of musicians are really, really into NFTs, uh, like Dead Mouse um, and some of the Migos. Like, it's kind of really wild to see how far and how like an artist that we know we know them as an artist of music, but they are really successful at music because they're just artists sometimes, and these artists can create amazing works of art and many of them are displayed as nfts the, our devices because of the nature of how things are projected within them turn nfts into real life it looks like they're these pieces of artwork are floating in midair and oftentimes that's how they're being displayed at auction and even some of the the buyers of these nfts are not just buying the 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 nft themselves but they also order a proto as the projection device that these uh, amazing works of art are being displayed in. I mean, if you're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on, on a digital piece of art, why are you showing it on your iPhone to people <laughs> or on a TV yeah. screen? Use it. If you put it in a proto, it, it really does make it look like it's there. Yeah. I could see there's a, an emergence of, uh, of uh, virtual artists as well, performing songs that, can't perform on stage because they're from the future um and they are like nfts some of them are nfts that are performing as well they might only be able to perform in a proto perhaps even uh, there are also elements of uh, animations and animes and cartoons and other non-real uh entertainers that have no ability to interact with their fans outside of this type of a device Awesome. All right, look, we're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, let's talk about where hologram technology is going next. We'll be right back. What's up, beautiful listeners? I've got a question for you. What do you want to hear next? Let me know at pages.musictectonics.com slash feedback. Suggest future guests and music tech topics you want to hear us cover and tell us how we're doing. Again, that's pages.musictectonics.com slash feedback. Look forward to hearing from you. All right, we're back. And right before the break, I was curious. I wanted to ask you, where is this hologram communication? You keep calling it beaming. This technology going next, like in the short term, where where are we going to see this go next year? Next year, we're developing a, well, we are, we have developed a device that shrinks a person down into a little Wonka vision sized proto device. We call it the Proto M for miniature, magical, whatever you want to use that letter M for meta metaverse and the big ones that are called the proto epics and those are being used in conference rooms the proto m's are the little ones it's a little mini me version that goes on on your in your living room so uh we are now you shouldn't have to be tupac you shouldn't have to be diddy or an eccentric billionaire to be a hologram that we have developed a way to take anybody, anytime, and beam them anywhere, whether it's a conference room, uh, a concert hall, or living room. 
So that is where we're going. I say we, we're making the transition from uh, uh, from venturing out and seeing the technology at a venue or in a in a place, and we're allowing people to receive a version of this technology right into their homes or offices. That's super cool. All right, let's take that last question one step further. On this show, we like to get sci-fi. Where will we be with holograms and remote communication in five to 10 years? The hardware is certainly going to change. Uh, I can see a world that exists where my devices don't look like thin telephone booths, but the more like what the movies and television have promised us. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It was a projection, although a very low-resolution projection. I can already uh, create a much more realistic and lifelike uh, Princess Leia uh, if they had called me uh, for maybe a follow-up to that. I'd like to believe that the technology will be as ubiquitous as the telephone is right now. I think people will be communicating through a proto platform or uh, perhaps something that comes after it. Are we talking about a little watch that actually projects right on my wrist where I can see a family member right there? My kid watches a cartoon. I've got two, I've got a seven-year-old and an eight-year-old. They watch something called Henry Danger. And this kid has a watch and he hits the button and a hologram pops up. And I connect, I, I get to connect with my children through this process because they're learning about science fiction and technology through their Nickelodeon shows. And I say, daddy does that for real. This is where we're going for real. So they think I'm kind of cool. That's cool. Um, so you, obviously you're saying it'll replace telephones, so we won't be doing Zooms. We'll be doing hologram to hologram. Yeah, I think this is where Zoom leaves off and physically being there begins. It is a travel replacement. I am beaming everywhere. In the last couple of weeks, uh, I've been to Singapore. I've been to Miami. I've been to, I, I beamed into the O2 Arena in London to, to meet with music managers can't say who, but really big names. And there's lots of opportunity uh, to beam artists in for cameo-like interactions, VIP, uh, engaging real-time communications, uh, and even performances. Uh, I'm beaming all, I beamed San Francisco, New York, Las Vegas. I don't like getting on an airplane. I don't like being in a hotel room. Uh, I like beaming in, having my meeting, and beaming out. It's the greatest thing. It saves money. It saves time. It saves energy. Uh, CEOs, inspirational speakers are using it. Religious leaders. Uh, there's a church in, in uh, just outside of Clearwater, Florida. The guy, the, the pastor beamed into nine churches at the exact same time. So, I mean, there's a way to really capture an audience's attention uh, with a technology like this. Um, and just the fact that it's so, you can communicate so easily through it, uh, it takes Zoom, really, it zooms us into the future. You know, I have one more kind of follow-up to this. And... In a way, it seems like Proto is catching holograms up to where people thought VR headsets were going to go. What do you see as kind of the relationship between holograms versus VR? Or are there going to be different uh, implementations and use cases for those two different types of um, technology? Where, where do you see those two things living side by side or competing? So we're not a VR or AR. Uh, we're R. It's real. You don't need a headset. <laughs> you don't need anything wearable. You don't need to download anything. You walk right up to it. You see it. It's really there. 
The person is, is, it appears physically there. So the difference though is when you put on a, a virtual reality headset, you are being transformed into a whole new world and it's really amazing. I think the two, our two worlds live side by side. Uh, some journalists, we've done some interviews, they have called Proto a window into the metaverse or the, a window into VR, uh, a bridge perhaps between the two worlds because sometimes there are, so we've done some entertainment, uh, comedy specials and some music in several cities around the world where the person is performing in the metaverse, but other people who don't are not ready for that type of technology yet, that don't understand it. Maybe they're a little unsure of it. They don't know. They go to a venue where a proto device is and they're watching this performance through a proto window. And so it is a bit of a, a bridge in between both worlds. Uh, the company used to be called Portal. And the reason why I had originally named it Portal is because, you know, I think it was pretty self uh, explanatory. It's a, it's just a portal into another place. And I still continue to use the word portal as a way to describe like the ability to, to just beam through different places at different times. Yeah. So in a way it's almost like taking the VR headset headset and turning it inside out so that the technology sits on its own instead of on, on your head. But then as a result, it's a slightly different experience. It's a window into, instead of like diving into the whole world, but you don't need to know anything. Yeah, it's like it's the difference between going to a concert and ex and experiencing it with everybody in the room, and then or listening to the to the record and putting on the headphones. Because now you're you know you've just when you put on a headset, you're alone, man. Like you you've now separated your you appear in your world like you're with everybody in this virtual world, but you've now uh, cut yourself off from real life. This allows you to experience that world without leaving real life. Awesome. This has been super fun diving in. Before I let you go, I want to widen out beyond your technology, beyond Porto. What are some other trends and innovation that get you excited when you, you put the work that you're doing in context with everything else that's happening? If you're like watching a parallel universe of somebody else's innovation, what's the stuff that you're like, this is super cool. I can't wait to see where this goes. You know, we work a lot with a company called Storyfile. And Storyfile, uh, they made global headlines when they started freezing um, Holocaust survivors on, 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 uh, as, a ch as chatbots, as almost like artificial intelligence. Uh. So I started working with them to uh, really put amazing people from his historical figures, world leaders, musicians, entertainers, educators. I even have one of me where I, I'm on hologram hard drive. I answered hundreds of questions in the, in the case of the Holocaust survivors. Uh, they have answered thousands of questions and you can ask them any question at any time. So uh, it is better than a documentary. It's better than reading a book. It's better than watching the movie about this particular person's life because it's a conversation. It's real. It's, it appears real and it is very engaging and interactive. So I can walk up to my, my story file hologram because uh, I've embedded story file in a proto. So you walk up to my hologram, which was pre-recorded a couple of years ago. You could say, hey, wh what's your favorite kind of food? Or tell me what it's like. Where did you grow up? And how many kids do you have? And I answer the questions. Almost no latency, no no response, no no latency or delay between responses. It's and so you, each question is living on an on its own island uh, by itself. So every single conversation is completely different. Uh, 
Um, I'd like to see how that technology evolves. I'd like to uh, help it evolve through the power of, of, a, of a proto um, beaming. And uh, there's so many others. I mean, there's, I, I get excited by watching other, um, I, I was, I, I, there was 3D audio is really cool too, or 4D audio where you can, uh, no matter, like if you turn your head in a certain way, you can hear the, uh, the audio coming at you from a different angle, the way audio is being, the technology behind it. It's not, you're not just playing a speaker any longer. Now you can really experience almost like being in a concert through just the way uh, audio and video is, uh, is, is, uh, is displayed. It's really incredible. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, I like to hear how you're thinking about it because you're almost like taking other other aspects, other senses, other human like qualities, and figuring out what would be the the way to cr- create that from quote thin air as well. So you've got the embodiment through the beaming. You're talking about some artificial intelligence for literally the brain component of a conversation, and then the spatial audio component, which adds a whole other element to it. Hey, this has been a blast, David. Um, you're enthusiasm and your passion just shows right through. It's super fun to actually get to talk to you um, beyond having read about uh, Porto a lot. Um, been, been a blast. If people want to try out the Porto experience, where can they find you? Protohologram.com or at Protohologram across all social media. Uh, you can also find me sitting in front of my TV watching science fiction. And my wife says, why are you watching TV? Don't you have a a company to run? I say, I'm doing research (laughs) for my next idea. Uh, But yes, uh, at Proto Hologram everywhere. Hey, David, thanks so much. Great having you on the Music Tectonics podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Music Tectonics. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We have new episodes for you every week. Did you know you can dig deeper into all our episodes with the show notes at musictectonics.com. While you're there, look for the latest about our annual conference, sign up for our newsletter to get updates, or get the Music Tectonics app for music tech news. Everything we do explores seismic shifts that shake up music and technology the way the Earth's tectonic plates cause quakes and make mountains. Connect with Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and find me, Dimitri Vitsa, if you can spell it, on LinkedIn. Bye-bye! You're listening to Music Tectonics.